Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench. Join us on a day where more and Abbey are looking to be crowned back-to-back All-Ireland champions. They're certainly not having it all their own way against Kilkerran and Clamburn updates to come on that game throughout the course of the show this evening. Also coming up on the Big Red Bench tonight, going to wrap up all today's Premier League action. We're also going to preview uh, Dunhamore, who are in the All-Ireland Junior Club final tomorrow. They face Michael Shamrocks. We're also going to talk uh, to Ted Owens, but Cordia Kirk. We're going to talk Rebel Og as well. We're also going to hear from uh, Graham Cummins, the former Cork City striker who left the club last week. So a very, very busy show. It's coming away between now and 7 o'clock. Right here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Fred FM. And straight to the Gaelic grounds, we will go Colleen Duffy reporting on the game for Corks with FM this evening. And Colleen, Mornaby certainly not having it all the wrong way today. We certainly aren't. And uh, it wouldn't be an All-Ireland final with ladies football if there wasn't drama. And Kilcurrin Clumburn currently leading by the minimum. 11 points to one goal in seven. 19 and a half minutes remaining on the countdown clock. But a chance now for Darren O'Sullivan. Goal chance and has been saved by the Kilcurrin Clumburn goalkeeper Lisa Murphy and Kilcurrin Clumburn come away with it down the field again Kilcurrin Clumburn got off to a great start in this contest led 5 points to 1 after 12 minutes and indeed uh, 5 different players on target uh, between the two sides in those opening moments uh, Claire Dunleavy and Zoe Miskell for Kilcurrin Clumburn then Laura Fitzgerald with a point for Moran Abbey and responded then with three in a row for Kilcurrin Clumburn uh, Eilish Morrissey and two Olivia Diffley scores in a row five points one as I said after 12 minutes Moran Abbey came storming back though one two without reply and Healy with a point of course the Dublin there either side of Derno Sullivan's fine close range goal uh, which actually levelled the tie at five points to one two and then Healy as I said putting them ahead 1-3 to 5 points Olivia Dibley replied then Orne Abbey had what they thought was their second goal Laura Fitzgerald finding the net but after some consultation with the umpires and also the use of the TG Tower footage Laura Fitzgerald's goal effort was cancelled out for a square ball but she did get the next score pointed free which put Morn Abbey ahead even noon Kiro Sullivan trading scores then Laura Fitzgerald and Annette Clark and Morn Abbey led 168 points at half time and then into the second half Derno Sullivan with a score to open up a two point lead 90 seconds after the restart but since then three scores in a row for Kilcairn Clumburn Lindsay Noon Eilish Morrissey then with the last two points 11 points to 1-7 and again Morn Abbey come at it again and will they get a score well they're a bit far out at this stage to get the chance we'll just stay with this for a second ball played inside Noel Healy a chance for her third score Morn be trying to break down the Kilcairn Clumburn defence and that's sent over the post level again the fifth time in this contest Kilcairn Clumburn 11 points Morn be one goal in eight 1747 left on the countdown clock. Cheers, Coyle. We'll check in with you in just a little bit, but um, we're not be certainly in an absolute battle there at the Gaelic Crowns in Limerick as they look to retain uh, their crown, as they look to retain the Loris Tyrrell Memorial Cup after winning it last year. But uh, sensational stuff. We were having our debates, Kiran, about uh, VAR. We've had our debates about VAR over the last couple of uh, months. Uh, VAR used today the TG Car footage used in that Mornabi uh, goal uh, being disallowed um, we looked at it several times in the replay the angle didn't really help but I think the officials got that decision right you mentioned debates I don't think they were debates they were pretty one-sided uh, yeah I hate VAR <laughs> I thought the cost in a car club today so I hate it even more but like that's the first time I've heard that being used look the right decision was probably made yeah look, I know it's gone against Morn Abbey but I th- well, think at, Fitzgerald was in the square by the time the ball arrived for at the end of the day I don't think it should matter how you but come to the decision once it's the right decision the angle on that it didn't provide conclusive evidence that she was in the square to me it's judging the player um, I can't think of the word but the play, the ball was coming in the player was outside when the ball was hit I, I'm not sure the rules in ladies football um, not ladies football referee but she was inside 
when she got the ball, but she stopped before while the ball was still in, in, in the, the air. air. If it wasn't there, there was, she would have been moving, but she stopped waiting to for collect, the ball. waiting for the ball inside the square. Which now, was, you could argue that the ball was curling along the top of. The, I know I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching really, here. Really reaching. Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I think. Look, probably the the right decision was made. It's hard for the sideline to see that when they don't have the TV. Yeah. Um, but look, yeah. it just it wasn't a great angle to to come to a, such a big decision as that. I thought maybe to kind of. You can't decide definitively from that footage that she was in the square. So, um, well, it's interesting that the the cameras were used for that um, yeah. because that, I, th- I think that's a, a first time that's ever uh, happened. I know a couple of years ago we did the All Ireland Club Final 2013 mm. in Crow Park, and uh, it was before they got rid of the replays. Um, and I remember there was an incident off the ball, and. Uh, uh, anyway, the, the referee asked me, "What did something happen?" Uh, I said, "No, originally." Then they showed it on the big screen, set it back, so <laughs> we were able to deal with it. But anyway, happy days. Uh, uh, Mornami have just gotten a goal. Laura Fitzgerald um, finally getting her goal. It's not going to be ruled off this time. Mornabi two eight. Click Heron Clamborn twelve points, two point lead now for Mornabi. Fifteen minutes left to go. This is going right down to the work here. Yeah, so uh, we'll catch up with uh, Colin shortly again uh, from that. But uh, you heard the, the latest there from the Mornabi game. Elsewhere in Gaelic Games, the Premier Under 21 uh, Hurling Championship uh, played today. It's going on. I think the, the final is set for the weekend before Christmas. Uh, Blackrock have defeated Bishopstown 414 to 7 points. That pl- game played in Bishopstown. It's uh, supposed to be played a long, long time ago, but they eventually got it played today. Uh, elsewhere in football, Liverpool. Uh, great news. They remain eight points clear at the top of the Premier League is that table. Great news? Is that great news? It is great news for everyone but you, because you don't like Liverpool. Uh, well, Man City are doing their best to keep in touch. They were a goal down to Chelsea. They now lead by two goals to one. Wow. Riyad Mahrez has just gotten the, the go-ahead goal uh, for Manchester City after Kevin De Bruyne equalised uh, from N'Golo Kante's opener. Yeah, Liverpool won 2-1 there. So uh, I, was, I watched that today. Uh, they had to work very, very hard for it. Um, and when Crystal Palace equalise, you think, right, this is the moment now where mm. Liverpool are going to drop points. But they are absolutely relentless. And yeah. it is a massive credit to them. And um, it's a sign of champions when a team wins without performing well. Liverpool have done that several times so far this season. They have ridden their luck. They have still gotten the wins. I think they are relentless. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, another late goal there. We'll hear a report from that uh, shortly. Uh, second place, Leicester City beat Brighton 2-0. Uh, last minute equaliser from uh, Alexander Lacazette saw Arsenal Southampton draw 2 all at the Emirates. Could possibly be... A last match for Unai Emery? Well, if Pochettino was sacked during the week, I'd imagine there's a lot of managers uh, nervous after today's results. Um, you got Silva. It's it's going to be. I'd love to get the views of um, Arsenal TV and whether they'd want Pochettino. Um, I think he'd be a good manager for them. I think he'd be a good manager for any club that actually wants to spend money and match his ambition. Yeah. Elsewhere, uh, Wolves beat 10-man Bournemouth 2 goals to 1 and Norwich beat Everton 2-0 at Goodson Park while Burnley beat uh, Watford 3-0 at Vicarage Road. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jose Mourinho marked his return to the Premier League today with a win. Spurs beat West Ham 3-2 at the London Stadium in the lunchtime game. Harry Kane and Sung, Ming, uh, Sung Hyung Ming and Lucas Morel found in, find in the back of the net for Spurs. Led 3-0 and had to hang on for the win as the Irons did get two back and another ruled out by your friend VAR um, the victory though does mark the eighth consecutive time Mourinho has won his debut game with a new club uh, he felt at full time that it was quite a mixed performance though um, I'm definitely going to press the play button on that definitely going to press the play button uh, sure it's just Just Mourinho <laughs> I was really happy for one hour obviously I was very very happy we were uh, playing well we were I think we are lucky that uh I have so many years of Premier League that I told the players at half time, even if we score 3 0, minute 85, the game will be open. And I think they understood that. For the last 20 minutes, of course, fatigue, people coming from from national team. I thought he was on his ears there for a second. It's, uh, it was an interesting um, Wednesday morning when you get the word that uh, Pochettino's been sacked, and then all of a sudden Mourinho's in. 
Um, I'm not entirely sure Spurs fans are too happy with that but look off to a winning start and as long as they're winning matches they're not going to complain too heavily Yeah as you mentioned uh, Man City taking on Chelsea Man City leading at two goals to one as well In the uh, Scottish Premiership Celtic beat Livingston 4-0 at Parkhead Neil Lennon's side now got three points clear at the top of the table at least until tomorrow uh, when Rangers play locally um, there was some action earlier on today in the FA Intermediate Cup Cove Wanderers Maynooth Leeds uh, Ringman Rangers and Park United they were all in action as well as uh, Lakewood Athletic in rugby Leinster have beaten Lyon in their Heineken Champions Cup clash in France uh, last year's finalist Leinster won 13 points to 6 Max Deegan with the Trifield Blues as well as Johnny Saxon conversion and two penalties from the number 10 earlier on Connacht were beaten 32-17 away to Toulouse the Westerners conceded 11 tri- penalties I should mm. say in 4 tries in the last as the home side claimed a bonus point there. Munster, they're taking on Racing at the moment, not going too well for no, them. No, it's not. It's uh, Racing leading 14 points to 6, 35 minutes on the clock. They've gone to the TMO there now to see if Munster have gone over um, for a try, a badly needed try, uh, as well as Russell and Tonna with the tries uh, for Racing. Uh, Munster uh, working very, very hard to get back into the game, but as things stand, it's Munster 6, Racing 14, as the refereeing team stare up at the screens at Thoman Park, uh, waiting for the team most decision and uh, we'll get you that in a second uh, elsewhere in golf Rory McIlroy shot a bogey free 7 under par third round 65 of the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai today it leaves the world number 2 at 13 under par and 2 shots by joint leaders John Ram and Mike Lorenzo Vera Shane Lowry meanwhile will be 5 under into tomorrow's round uh, any update there on that one? Nope, no. still, still uh, being reviewed yeah in basketball then there's one game in the men's Super League calling uh, CNS Neptune they play Belfast there at 7 o'clock uh, I can't say Kilcarran Clonburn it's quite a hard club to say Kilcarran Clonburn um, pulled a point back there against Mornabi so it's only one minute's gone in the second half it's uh, Mornabi leading 2-8 to 13 points a one point lead um, for Mornabi that try wasn't given I think it must have been a knock on I think um, so it's um, still Munster 6 uh, Racing 14 is how things stand there at the moment and uh, fingers crossed Mornabi can get the job done and fingers crossed Dunhamore can get it done because they've risen from the ashes to book their place in this year's All-Ireland Junior Club Ladies Football Final the Cork side playing no football in 2017 due to a lack of players but they've bounced back to reach the Cork semi-final a year later now this side lost the All-Ireland Senior Final in 2009 are back looking for national silverware they face uh, Mayo's uh, Michael Rovers in Sunday's final in Duggan Park in Ballinasloe Dunhamore captain Eileen Lyons has been speaking to Colin Duffy ahead of the game Eileen looking forward to this All-Ireland Final I'm sure there's huge excitement in Dunmore this weekend um, it's a big deal for everyone concerned not just the players but obviously you're going to be the ones taking to the field huge excitement uh, yeah I suppose look it's great to be back in um, a final um, you know we set out start the year to win a county so we're in bonus territory definitely um, it's just great for the club to be back up um, in an All-Ireland uh, final again um, I suppose the club um, uh, disbanded a couple of years ago and we um, this is only our second year with a team back again at adult grade so it's it's great to see um, It's quite interesting actually because CL and Mikhail Rovers are a combination of a couple of clubs and lucky they hadn't got football for a while as well so it, it shows perseverance pays off Yeah definitely I suppose look um, we have a great mix of girls now in the team we have young girls coming through and that's what's um, bringing our panel up um, and then we have a mix of older girls as well so we have a youth and experience um, so it's great to just be back footballing in Dunhamore again With two uh, teams in an All-Ireland final as I said that had turbulent recent past it kind of adds to the intrigue but I suppose there's that drive and determination now in both of you for that will to succeed you've all got this for one year county and provincial titles you don't want to stop there yeah no look we're in a final um, we're we're in it to win it like um, you know we're under no illusions that Mayo have a strong footballing background as well and it'll be a tough game but um, like you said we've come this far you know we're not we're not just happy to be there we want to win it as well it's no surprise that two clubs from counties like Mayo and Cork and the pedigree of ladies football as there have progressed to this stage of the competition either. Yeah, I suppose, look, uh, it's two counties that football is strong in. Um, I think in junior finals there have been a couple of Cork teams come out um, for the last number of years. So, yeah, look, it's great to be there. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll be there to try and win it. 
talk to me about your team. I mean, it's that blend of youth and experience as well. I mean, a strength and depth in the panel as well. Those are always the key factors for all six clubs involved this weekend to get to finals. Uh, yeah, I suppose we have a big mix. Like we have uh, a lot of minor girls playing with us, um, and then we have the likes of Rena Buckley and Ashling Bard as well, who bring great experience into the panel. And we have everything in between as well um, in middle-aged girls. So you know, we have a mix of youth and experience. So it's it's good. What's it like playing with Rena Buckley? Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. She's just such a smart footballer, and she brings so much experience to the team. Um, like whenever she starts or st- starts talking in training, like you listen, and she brings um, great uh, enthusiasm as, as well to the game. And she just she knows so much about it. So it's excellent to be able for the younger girls to be able to play with her and learn from her, and we all learn from her. It's great to have someone like that as such a driving force as well, but I'm sure there are other good leaders involved, but it's about everyone pulling together. You pull together to get the club back involved, never mind in an All-Ireland final, and you know those are the qualities you need if you're to succeed. Yeah, we've a great team ethic in Dunamore, and we work together for each other, and hard work has gotten us this far, so um, we'll drive on now for next Sunday and work together. Do you know much about CL McHill Rovers? Obviously Rachel Kearns picked up her first All-Star the other night and she's involved, but do you know much else about them? No, honestly I don't. Um, just that they're three different parishes brought together, so they'll obviously have a big mix to pick from as well. Um, and like I said, Mayo football is strong, so yeah, and Rachel Kearns, she got her All-Star, so she's definitely going to be a scoring threat for them up front. There's going to be a, a lot of key battles on the field as well. How do you prepare for something when you're facing a team that's unknown? I mean, it's not the first time that you're coming up against someone that you don't know very much about. Uh, yeah, we just prepare the same as um, for any game. Like we, like you said, we, don't, we didn't know opponents before. We just go out and worry about our own game, really, and work hard together as a team. Um, and, yeah... For you two, captain aside, uh, to a county title and a provincial title, those were both special days. But now heading into an All-Ireland decider, you know, I'm sure it's something you're very proud to have the honour to do because not too many people get to captain their clubs, never mind on such a big stage. Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, I have such a great team behind me, so it's easy to captain such a great bunch of girls. Uh, I think we've 33 on the panel this year, so and each and every one of them are just as good as each other. Like, so it's it's great to be able to be their captain on on next Sunday. Days like this always bind the area together as well, and I'm sure you're hopeful for a big support now too, not just from Dunmore but from the surrounding areas in the Cork County as well. Yeah, it's great. In fairness, our matches all along, um, there's been a great uh, crowd out to support us, so that's brilliant to see, and it just gets the team going as well when there's a crowd there behind them. Yeah, still more Captain Eileen Lyons speaking ahead of today, or tomorrow's game with Mac Hale Rovers. Best of luck to the Cork side there. Uh, speaking of Cork sides in All Ireland final action, we'll go back to the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick into the closing stages. And uh, it's going to be quite difficult now for Moran Abbey Collins. They have been reduced to 14 players for the rest of the game. Yes, indeed, Rory. Uh, 14 players after Sin Binnings for Kiro Sullivan. Seven and a half minutes left on the clock. And of course, Sin Binnings for 10. I mean, she's gone for the remainder of the game. And it's a level pegging here at the moment. More Nabby 2 8. Kilkerns and Burn 14 points. Level for the sixth time in this game. And the third time in the second half. A real drama. Laura Fitzgerald, of course, uh, with that second goal. The second allowed goal. For Moran Abbey, she won initially ruled out, of course, in the first half after a square ball offence and her second uh, goal, uh, well, a second for Moran Abbey, allowing on a chance for Moran Abbey, and that's been blocked on the uh, Kilburn from Burn defence ball scoop off uh, the uh, 21 metre line, and uh, they come away with it again, Kilburn from Burn. This one, of course, does head to extra time. If we happen a winner after uh, the countdown clock, uh, Hooter sounds, but uh, Kilcurns Humburn on the attack to even noon in possession. It's 15 Kilcurns Humburn against 14 Warren Abbey, as we said, and uh, this one's really going down to the wire at the moment. Of course, this is Kilcurns Humburn. First time in an All-Ireland final, but they're showing no ill effect to them. Have they got the score to put them ahead? That's gone wide. Well, drama upon drama. Three minutes, 20 seconds left here. Rory, will come back to you towards the end of the game.
Thanks very much indeed, Colleen. Drama, drama, drama at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. As Kira Sullivan shown a yellow card, it means that she has to out the rest of the game. And similar happened in the All-Ireland semi-final defeat to Dublin. She was yellow-carded by the same referee at the same stage, Kieran. Yeah, she was. And uh, Aoife uh, Fitzgerald was quite annoyed just, afterwards. Just going to say, yeah. Um, He's saying, he, like, he, <laughs> suggesting it was maybe personal that she didn't really like her or something. Well, that wasn't the first time she'd... Yeah, he said that, yeah. Same thing had happened uh, earlier in the year and I think pre- in previous years. So, um <sighs> It's just like the the, the referee there um, doesn't really like mm. uh, the O'Sullivan's, but um, it's, geez, it's really going down to the wire now. But the, you know, the fourteen on fifteen is going to be tough, and they're going on Kilcarn Clumburn going in attacking again. Um, back hopefully, to the wall, they can hold on. Hopefully, they can because they should be able to go back to fifteen then for extra time. Yeah. Um, that obviously would help, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Is there a personal grudge there? But if he did say it, and he he came out at the time and said, "Yeah, I can talk about it now because I'm packing it in." <laughs> he comes back to us later, so hopefully Maggie's not appointed any car games next year. <laughs> All right, half time in Tomlin Park, uh, Munster trailing, uh, wrestling eleven points to fourteen. Keith Earls with a try uh, just before half time there to reduce the arrears elsewhere in the Premier League. It's now half time. It's uh, Manchester City leading Chelsea by two goals to one. Just going to get some reports from earlier on in the day. We'll start with Jose's first win as Tottenham boss Guy Swindles. West Ham 2, Spurs 3. So Spurs under Jose Mourinho begin with a win that was thoroughly deserved. They dominated the first half, 2-0 up through Son and Mora. In the second half, Harry Kane thumped ahead at home. West Ham did play a bit towards the end, thanks to Mikel Antonio. He scored one fine goal and was involved in creating the corner that saw Ogbonna turn the ball home too little too late West Ham 2 Spurs 3 that's for Liverpool digging deep today as you mentioned at the top of the show Nigel Bidmead Crystal Palace 1 Liverpool 2 Liverpool scored yet another late goal to win this tight game Palace had a goal ruled out by VAR in the first half before Sadio Mane with the help of both posts opened the scoring on 49 Wilf Zaha equalised for Palace late on but with 3 minutes of the 90 to play Roberto Firmino forced home the winner Palace 1 Liverpool 2 and uh, Everton uh, defeat for them today against Norwich Paul Anthony Three hard-earned points for Norwich for most of this game were under pressure. Everton had the majority of the possession. They couldn't put away the chances, though, against a Norwich side who defended resolutely. The visitors took the lead against the run of play 15 minutes into the second half. A mistake in the Everton midfield left Todd Cantwell with a clear run on goal. He raced into the area before slotting the ball past Pickford and into the bottom corner. After that, Sigerson fired over from the edge of the area. Walker had a shot blocked on the line. Ricarlison hit the post. And in the last minute of injury time, Sabini made sure of the points for Norwich by adding a second. It's finished. Everton nil. Norwich. Two. That's where Leicester winning away to Brighton, Richard Newman. Um, Full time, Brighton and Haralbion nil, Leicester City two. Five Premier League wins in a row for Brendan Rodgers' side. They were so impressive in the first half, but in the second, they were devastating on the break, and that's when they scored. The first, a rapid counter attack from Jamie Vardy, who squared for a Jose Perez a slot in. The second, after some VAR mayhem, Leicester awarded a penalty upheld by VAR. Vardy had his efforts saved by Matt Ryan. James Madison headed in the rebound, but then VAR ruled that out for encroachments in the area. Vardy retook the penalty and scored. Brighton were good in the second half before they conceded, but Leicester were ruthless. They strengthened their hold on second. It's finished Brighton nil, Leicester two. Drama, drama, drama. Kieran at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. Warren Abbey have just gotten a point, have they? Yeah, we're just watching this here. There's been uh, another... Yeah, Morn Abbey have won. I think Colleen is uh, still actually there. Colleen? Yes, indeed. Well, it's all over here. The full-time Hooter has found in Morn Abbey are back-to-back champions. The Hooter has found it before that, but the referee, Maggie Farley, had blown for a free, so that free had to be taken. But drama upon drama, 16 seconds left on the clock. Laura Fitzgerald with the winning score, and it's finished Morn Abbey 2-9. Kilkern Cumbern, 14 points. Laura Fitzgerald, as we mentioned, had a goal disallowed earlier on, but she finished with one goal and four 
four points in this game one goal and a point in the second half for her including that score it was end-to-end football here perfect for Kilcurr and Clumburn a very young side of course for the most part save her for the oldest player in the pitch Annette Clark 37 years old she scored three points in this game she was excellent for them got a score which put the um, level for the sixth time this game with seven minutes remaining but what drama 16 seconds left on the clock Laura Fitzgerald steps up calm as you like and more and Abby are back to back All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Club Champions <laughs> Thanks a million Colleen breathtaking stuff there in Limerick end to end stuff absolutely sensational but it is Moran Abbey who are back to back champions congratulations indeed to them we'll have reaction coming up uh, from the Moran Abbey camp hopefully before the end of the show if not we'll have it on tomorrow's show but what a monster of a point that was Kieran from Darren O'Sullivan uh, to win it absolutely epic stuff and a, a huge huge score and a huge huge stage and wow brilliant Unreal. Um, absolutely. Well, it's sickening if you're on the other side to lose that way with 15 seconds left on the clock, but to win it, um, that's something else. Uh, yeah, I remember talking to Shane Ronan at the, the start of the year, cause, or the, even the end of last year after I won the All-Ireland, and we thought he was going to, to pack it in. Uh, because he, all he had wanted to do was win the All Ireland title with them, but he, uh, I think he, he was he was gone, he was finished. But uh, he said the girls met up with him and they said they give it another crack and try and retain it, and they have by that for the sake of fifteen seconds. Yeah. It's all come down to that. Um, absolutely monstrous uh, score and a fantastic win for for the North Cork side. They'll be serious uh, partying up in North Cork tonight. <laughs> Absolutely sensational stuff. Congratulations indeed to everyone at Moran Abbey. Back-to-back All-Ireland champions. No mean feat. Absolutely sensational stuff from the Rebels and I'm sure the celebrations, uh, as well earned as they are today, uh, will be uh, lengthy and uh, loud. I would imagine. So congratulations indeed uh, to them. Right, we're going to take a quick break uh, on the Big Red Bench. Yes, huge celebrations on the pitch there now at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick after Moore Abbey have clinched their second All-Ireland title in a row with an epic win over Kilkerran Clonburn today in the final 2-9 to 114 a one point win for the Cork side made to work very very hard indeed pushed all the way over the course of the hour uh, but they are All-Ireland champions for the second year running. Absolutely sensational stuff uh, from the Rebels. Elsewhere, it's just about to kick off in the second half. Manchester City 2-1 up on Chelsea and Munster trailing. Uh, Racing 11 points to 14 at halftime in Tommond Park. Right, uh, we are going to talk uh, Gaelic Games now and uh, Corja Corky, the fundraising group for Cork GAA, which is separate to the association itself, launched uh, new memberships and a future plan earlier on in the week. Kieran's speaking with Ted Owens, chairman of the group. Thanks very much, Um Teddy, uh, big announcement during the week. Um, a couple of uh, things coming online, I suppose, with uh, the future plans of Corja Corky. Yeah, Kieran, but last Monday night, Bokkakeev, we launched um, a general membership drive and also a website. So people want to join Carter Corky, the ordinary supporter out there, they go online at Carter Corky, well, www.cardacorky.ie, and there's a facility to join as an ordinary member. We're also going to have corporate membership, uh, two different categories of that. But really, for your choice, was the people that we're really appealing to, well, we're appealing to companies as well in the Cork area, we're really appealing to the individual Cork supporter who can join Carter Corky for a sum of 50 euros annually. Uh, you mentioned the, the membership things there. Well, without going into all the, the, the benefits of all of those, but we'll, we'll just say on the, the individual membership um, thing as well, you get into draws for, for All-Ireland tickets and you get to go to training sessions and all this. There's a nice benefit to it as well, you know, while also helping uh, further, I suppose, Cork teams as well. Yeah, well, there's a nice benefit, you know. Uh, look, we've looked at other counties. Most counties now have supporters clubs, and for some in club they're on, you pay 50 euros. You know, that's going towards our 50 sterling up there. That's going to support the team. There are no benefits as such, but look, we want to try and make it somewhat attractive for members. So, as you said, you know, there are a number of benefits and again they're all you can see all those online but really what we're doing I mean since we set up Carter Corky I mean it's a private company limited by guarantee and you know we're concentrating on putting up good governance initially but we've been stopped in the streets over the last you know 
18 months now and people are saying, listen, how can we join up? So until we put proper company structures in place to make sure that we could properly look after people's money and that we knew what we were going spending the money on, we didn't allow, we didn't open it for, for general membership. Well, that's what we're now doing. So as I said, 50 euros for Cox supporters who want to, who basically want to try and ensure that, like we do, that Cork teams, hurling, football, ladies, football and camogie as well, are challenging on a regular basis for all Ireland honours because it's too long since the men in particular have dropped home all of the trophies. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we need money, we need support because to achieve all Ireland success, whether we like it or not, in this day and age, needs proper resourcing of teams. County Board obviously are putting in their share, but we want to be there for those added extras that it takes. We're not talking about paying anybody, but we're mm-hmm. talking about the type of money that's needed to support the added extras that will bring teams to all Ireland success. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I guess at the end of the day, it's it's to benefit, um, the, as you mentioned, the, the hurling, the, the football, the camogie and ladies football by even, I think, uh, was it mentioned the other day about bringing in, you know, coaches and, and that more coaches because Cork for the I suppose the general population would have a low enough number of coaches compared to look for, the, for a variety of reasons we have the lowest number of coaches or games development officers per capita in the country Teddy so like another thing that you have to look at is I suppose the situation around facilities there's not a huge amount of them around for the elite players and camogie and ladies football to, to train on that's another thing that's going to come under your remit in place if you want to win an All-Ireland final or win an All-Ireland title I should say but like since uh, Corja Corky was brought in there's been a couple of appointments in Cork even that may not have been possible before uh, it it was formed um, and that's all to the the universal benefit of Cork GA as well It is yeah and I suppose the one that's most noteworthy in that regard is the appointment of a high performance manager look we've had discussions with the county board around this issue and um, we've both reached the conclusion that to succeed in this day and age you you need the best possible advice particularly in terms of strength and conditioning and and other type preparation in that regard and uh, we agreed that we would um, part fund the appointment of a high performance manager we're delighted with the appointment of Aidan Aidan O'Connell he's worked for the last 14 years with um, with Munster Rugby he was also involved in helping the Cork football team a number of years ago but Aidan now will build a team and will try to ensure that there's continuity and that there's progression from underage up to senior and that basically team managers are singing are singing off the same hymn sheet with the best advice and also he will help to ensure that support teams that put in place are properly vetted and that these are people who have the expertise and it's not because 
going to make sure that people who are involved with Cork teams have the next the, the necessary expertise. Obviously, we hope they have a passion for Cork GA as well, but they have the expertise to do their job properly. But we also want to ensure that there is continuity and that the players aren't going with the latest side. Um, you know, the statistic has been thrown out over the last few years how so the footballers in the five-year period have four strength and condition coaches. Well, we're going to try and ensure that that doesn't happen in the future. And when one strength and conditioning coach leaves, whoever comes in, in his or her place, that there is, as I said, continuity and the best professional advice for the teams. They deserve that. Yeah, and look, you're an extremely busy man yourself, Teddy. Um, you have a great committee behind you there on Accordia uh, Corky. Anyway, but uh, what's the, the plan, I suppose, over the next few months? You've just launched, as we've already spoke, the membership uh, options and all that. Uh, what's the next thing? Because I don't think uh, any of you on that committee are people who rest on your laurels. No, well, look, what we've got to do now is to make sure that people join up. So please join up. Check out the website. And as I said, with a click of a button, you can join up. And we need, we, we, our, I suppose our main, our main function is to fundraise. Um, we've been to America. We have now set up groups in Chicago, San Francisco, Boston. And most recently, we went to New York. We are also going to look at some fundraising efforts locally and possibly in London and maybe in Europe or Australia. But we do need a solid foundation at home. I mean, when we go to the States, they say, well, what efforts have you, have you made to raise monies at home? But we do want, now the ordinary supporter to play his or her part. And, you know, 50 euro a year, we don't think that is prohibitive, really, to the genuine supporter. So we want those to join up. And also we are going to have to chase um, corporate membership. There's enough corporations out there in Cork and maybe a few CEOs listening to this today or people in senior positions in various companies or businesses in Cork. €1,000 for one level of corporate membership, 5000 for another. So that's going to be our main function now. As I said, we've identified what we want to do with facilities. We're going to try and bring that over the line. But once we've brought it over the line, we need the money to pay for it. Yeah, and sure. Look, uh, Teddy, if you need any extra media personnel other than Owen Weldon on your team, I'd be happy to oblige to go off to Australia or, or America or any of those lovely sunny places. Teddy, Chairman, Teddy Owen's Chairman of Cardi Corky, uh, doing fantastic work behind the scenes. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the bigger event. And they are doing some tremendous work, right, Karen? It's great to see such an effort being put in, I suppose, to raise the profile of Cartier and to raise much needed funds as well. Yeah, super, um, because look, you see the changes in the last couple of months, what's come in in Cork GA. It's not just Cork GA they're working with, it's Cork Ladies and Cork Mogi as well, but um, like the, the strength and conditioning coaches, the, the high performance manager in in Aiden there, um, that's all after being made possible because of Cardi Corky. So um, lots of work being done behind the scenes and they're doing a, a pretty fantastic job, but they're a serious committee as well. Uh, Joanna Reardon from uh, this parish as well is involved uh, on the, the board, I believe, mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, no better woman. Yeah, so uh, they're they're doing a really stand up job, uh, and sure, look, hopefully it just keeps keeps uh, progressing. Cork GA Ladies Football and Camogie as well. Yeah, fantastic stuff indeed. All right, Munster had levelled in at 14 apiece against Racing thanks to a JJ Hanrahan penalty. However, uh, Racing have just gone under the posts uh, again. Russell again with his uh, second try of the game. They've added the conversion, so it's now uh, Munster 14, Racing 21, 48 minutes gone on the clock there. So Munster uh, with a lot of work to do there at Tormund Park and uh, Man City still 2-1 up on Chelsea and we spoke a bit about the disallowed goal in the Mornabi game um, for um, square ball um, against Fitzgerald Uh, it was ruled out after a lengthy stoppage about 2 or 3 minutes um, they reviewed it Um, the the explanation of the Shane Ronayne the Mornabi manager was that the 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 lines people were conferring with the the umpires and the referee uh, but he seems to think that it was um, a TV official um, made the decision this is what he said on uh, TG Car afterwards 
decision was made, I've no problem going yet. But my 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 problem is the same as Peter Lee had during the summer. The sideline officials were telling us that they were talking to umpires. They were talking to umpires for a very long time. There is a TV official, we all know that. I, I met him before the match. And if, and if that decision was right, fair enough. I'm delighted with the decision being right. I think it's right and proper in the game. But don't try and insult us by telling us there isn't the television uh, uh, replays being looked at for goals. Because the umpires, umpires in any other game situation would have a decision made within 10 seconds, a goal or no goal. They were down there for two minutes. And I don't think anybody in the ground believes that uh, it was the umpires talking. And look, ultimately, I, I haven't seen it. Maybe the right decision was made. That's fair enough. But if, if they want VAR in the game, bring VAR into the game. I've no problem with it. I think it'll make a better game. But don't insult our intelligence by telling us that. Just a quick correction. There's one. Imhoff scored the try for Rassing, not Anthony Russell. Anthony Russell let off the ball. Uh, but you can hear Shane um, quite, quite annoyed there that the TV official, which isn't supposed to be in place for or not supposed to be in place uh, for these games, it seemed like it was being used. It like. <laughs> We, we don't know, but the, we saw the TV looking at all the replays. It was pl- replayed an awful lot of times. It was lot, ten times that one angle from behind the goal. Yeah, a lot more than what they'd normally show a replay on the score. And just, just the body language of uh, the referee, she was obviously listening to something. But it wasn't the, the umpires she was talking to because she was about five feet away from the, <laughs> the umpires looking in a different direction. And the lines people, there was no way they could call that unless yeah. you're in line with it um, in line with the square which I would doubt because um, you're not expecting something like that to happen anyway but um, I, you, just even watching all the replays it, it does suggest someone was looking at it yeah. I'm sure if Shane met a TV official <laughs> before before the match then it yeah. is what it is um, look if it gets the right decision then yeah all for it but, um, I think it would have been a lot a bigger issue had Mornabi lost would have been uh, a big issue yeah now at the end of the day, the right call was probably made, but um, yeah, it did take an awful lot of time as well to to do that. Um, even if they were looking at VR, yeah, etc. Yeah. So um, or not VR, whatever they're calling it. But yeah, like I'm not, I'm not against it, in Gia, But if the, if that is how long it's going to take, then don't bother with us. You know, yeah. um, I don't think there's any major need for us. But I like the soccer. You know how? What are you going to be picking up on and all that kind of yeah. stuff? But uh, it was interesting all the same. All right, we well, are going to talk. Our Reblog now because the Reblog coaching recently held their skills competition in Porky Cueve. Hundreds of kids taking part with three clubs eventually winning the three categories. Kieran, speaking with Kevin O'Callaghan, games manager for Cork GA on the initiative. Oh, we're delighted, Kieran. Um, I suppose the last time I was on, I was telling you we were expecting to have maybe between six and eight hundred boys. Um, that stretched to over a thousand boys in the end. Um, and I suppose there was there was over four thousand kicks at goal, uh, of right and left foot uh, throughout the course of the competition. So I suppose uh, we put it out there in September um, to the clubs, and we invited uh, clubs at under twelve, thirteen, and fourteen level to host competitions within their uh, training sessions or within their club grounds uh, for all boys on those ages. Um, and we got a massive response um, we'd over 100 competitions run at club level um, and from those competitions then there was three boys selected to go forward to divisional competition uh, finals um, so we had a huge take up um, and I'd like to I suppose at this point thank our GDAs who made sure those competitions ran it at division level and ran them very well and effectively and I suppose we were we were impressed enough with the standard um we were very happy with that. Obviously, some are better than others, and and you've you you know you've you've uh, I suppose you've a very high standard at the top level, emerging out of divisions, then to go on to the county championships, and 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 as you say, they were held in the 4G pitch in uh, Parky Cueve yeah. uh, at the end of October there. So yeah, you mentioned uh, goals and points and all this. Um, what was the not the grading, but what were people looking for, or how was how was everything marked? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I suppose what what we're trying to to, to look at, um, I suppose, is that is the kicking skills in Cork maybe. Uh, over the last couple of years we've observed may not be where they might be in other counties and that the standard of kicking may be a little bit uh, deficient, especially uh, off the non-dominant foot. We find there's a deficit there at club level. The players are kicking off, turning onto their stronger foot all the time, and uh, you know, and, and making probably poor decisions in doing so. But 
technically they're not proficient so they, they're forced onto the, the dominant side and um, so this competition has set about I suppose addressing that issue and, and providing a focus to kicking off right and left kicking on the move and hook kicking as well so so they're the, the, the facets of us that you're kicking you're not kicking from a standing position you're kicking on the run you're doing a hook kick um, and you're kicking off right right and left um, and I suppose look from being out of the competitions and, and talking to players once they the, the skill sets completed um, the players would, would acknowledge that maybe we're not as strong on our, on our non-dominant foot as we could be and we need to go and practice it and, and I mean if we get nothing else out of the competition this year only to focus the minds of coaches and players well then with an awful lot achieved and, and hopefully they'll go on to practice now um, on the non-dominant foot a bit more uh, and they're kicking in general overall across the country I suppose, you know? Yeah, like uh, I suppose it's a good initiative to, to get people practicing the, the skills and, and give an incentive at the same time It is, absolutely yeah. and that's the critical thing it's, it's about incentivizing uh, players to actually go away and practice themselves because sometimes I suppose coaches and, and players are focused on outcomes so if you're still getting your kick in off your dominant foot you know we kind of react to the outcome more than anything whereas we don't often maybe reflect on the process but I mean it's a win-win for everybody if a player can, can kick off either foot uh, and is quite comfortable kicking off either foot I mean that opens up a whole suite of options for him in, in the game uh, and, and allows him to make I suppose better decisions too if, if the decision is that you are being forced onto your non-dominant foot that you're able to use it and you're comfortable using it and I mean that's a win-win for the players and, and the coaches and the clubs who are trying to get better outcomes as well and, and win games you know um, the the three winners um, across the the three different ages under twelve, under thirteen, under fourteen. Croke Rovers, Adrigal, yeah. Kildare, a decent spread there across, across the county. Yes, I guess. I suppose, yes, you're going uh, far north and far west there. Um, but I suppose look at the county finals. Um, they were they were very very close. Um, I know there was a tie in the under fourteen actually between Skibbereen and and Kildare. They had to go to a playoff, so the competitions were very close. There was only maybe two kicks, I think, in the in the under thirteen final. Um, so there was so they, they were really really close. And and look, I suppose the message going out to the players and has gone out since is that we're coming again next year with these competitions. So you have adequate time now to, mm-hmm. to get after your kicking skills over the winter period there and, and get out practicing with your ball and I suppose look, come back next year and trying to get a higher score, you know. So yeah. so it's exciting as well to, to, to you you can see that the boys are, are already gearing up for next year, you know, and that some of them I'd say are probably out practicing with the ball probably today as we speak in the on the radio, you know. So yeah. it's a, it's a win win situation for us. And like a lot of kids are getting an opportunity to play in uh, the 4G pitch in Parky Cueve, um which look for a child is obviously a big deal getting to play there. So this is another opportunity for for people to get us out onto the it pitch. Is, it is, and some of these boys look. I suppose you get club games going on there, but for the the, the boys coming from Edge go along with me, Kildare, mm-hmm. if they're not on a developing squad or you know progressing with their school playing in Portuguese it gives them the opportunity to, to tug out and, and get a run out there and look it's a massive stadium it's, it's a fantastic place to, to play and, and I know that the evening of the, the finals now that we had on the bank holiday Monday like the atmosphere around was very good and you could see the boys were in early they were well up for them they were enthusiastic and, and they really enjoyed the experience and even if, if your club didn't win you could see that they still just loved being in that environment and you know it's, it's a very massive Product, you know, and it's a great setter for the promotion. G and Cork. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking at pictures here, Kevin. I can see a, a very serious-looking Connor Kuna and very serious Kevin O'Callaghan writing down stats, and uh, a lot of kids enjoying themselves. Absolutely, yeah. We were we were designated scorekeepers on the day, so we were so we were we were referees without the refereeing gear on. So we yeah. were. <laughs> um, so look, uh, Kevin. I suppose that that's about it. But it is being planned again for next year, as you mentioned. Yes, absolutely. Uh, plans are already in place for next year and I suppose a hurling equivalent is in the pipeline as well. So we're just plotting that at the moment. Um, and I suppose just look, a final word, I would like to thank uh, Dearboy Co-op Superstores. Um, they've very generously come on board as sponsor for this year and um, in the last week there it might be up on social media. People might see it there that they've, they've sponsored um, 
uh, especially commission tops for the for the winners in the regions, and um, and also giving vouchers to the county winners for for their stores and um, to to buy products for for the use of the club. So we are very grateful to their input as well. So. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Collin, Games Manager at Cork GA. Thanks very much for joining us on the bench. Thanks, John. Thanks indeed, Kevin. Right, we're nearly out of time, but we're going to go to Limerick first and hear from uh, the All Ireland winning Moran Abbey captain, Breed O'Sullivan. Well done, Breed, All Ireland champions again, and that was a harder earned one certainly this evening here in Limerick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that last year we were kind of um, out in front in the start, but this year we really had to work for it. Like in fairness to Karen Conbar, like they lost, you know, uh, one of their best players there at the start, and they kept going and going. But um, fair play to Laura Fitz for putting that ball over in the last 30 seconds. You know, um, she's one of our best shooters, and she proved it there today. You know, she was absolutely outstanding. You all showed great resolution. I mean, you were down to 14 after Kira was sinbinned at that stage. You came back after disallowed uh, square ball of a goal you know everything was asked of you tonight you really came through well yeah you know I think a lot of things went against us today and like you know we've been there before when things haven't gone our way and you know when things haven't worked out in the day and I think it just shows what the team has been through and the character of the team that we weren't going to let that happen today and what you've been through over the years, it was so hard to get to that All-Ireland podium and lift a cup last year, and now to do two in a row. I mean, all, the, all those lean years, all those hard years, it's all paid off. Absolutely, you know, there are so many girls here who have been on the road at Warren Abbey for so long, you know, the likes of, like, Sheila O'Callaghan played our heart out there tonight, and, um, you know, for some people, they've been, like, going with this team for not only six years as senior, but before that as intermediate and junior, and, you know, maybe it might be a few people's last time they from Warren Abbey, and we're just delighted that we could um, get over the line for all those people. You were five points to one behind early on, but you really, really dug in, and, you know, the goals came at key positions as well, and even though you were disallowed a goal, came back, Laura Fitz I think got a point after the disallowed goal he never dropped the heads yeah look you know I don't know much about that goal that wasn't allowed but um, you know obviously it's disappointing when things like that don't go your way but I think it just shows the resolution of the team like straight away we were in on top of them them again like Maura won the Maura won the ball from the free and Darren put her over the bar you know it's things like that that you need on days like this and it's players like that that you need on days like this I don't think there's anyone left behind at home or swarmed by people here all well-wishers. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know, that's the thing about Morn Abbey. It's all about community. And, um, you know, I think everyone in the community is here today and we're just so glad that we could do it for them as well. And what's it like to be a captain of an All-Ireland winning team? <laughs> um, you know, I think maybe it's something that you look back on in a few years and um, reflect on as, you know, the good days. But, um, you know, it's a really easy team to be captain of. You know, everyone stands up and is counted on the day and we're just delighted. Yeah, congratulations indeed to uh, Morn Abbey captain Breed O'Sullivan right we are out of time we'll have more from Murn Abbey tomorrow also tomorrow uh, we'll have reaction from hopefully Father O'Neill's and Munster Championship when they take on Ballysagar tomorrow in Dungarvan at half past one we're going to talk to uh, Neave McCarthy about her third place finish at the World Paralytics Championships we're going to talk to Graham Cummins about his departure from Cork City we're going to talk to Neil Fenn about Cork City's plans for 2020 plenty more as well that's all to come between uh, 6 and 7 on tomorrow evening's Big Red Bench we are out of here we're off to our Christmas party Christmas jumpers at the ready reports on that on tomorrow's show as well. Stevie's up next. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, folks. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.